Martial arts movie star and five-time world champion in weapons and forms, Cynthia Rothrock kicks her way into uncensored radio. Cynthia has proven herself in the East with many blockbuster hits in the 1980s, shooting over seven feature films in Hong Kong before hitting hard in the United States with cult classics such as Martial Law and China O'Brien. You're looking great. I don't kid myself, and I don't like it when anybody else does. Cynthia is now seeking to conquer the Old West with her upcoming feature film Black Creek, starring an ensemble cast of martial artists who will be doing all their own stunts. Are you ready to grade? Cynthia Rothrock will be the judge. I'm Cynthia Rothrock, and you're watching Uncensored Radio. Hey out there at Uncensored Radio Land, welcome back for another exciting and interesting interview. We're always bringing you something different here at Uncensored Radio, and today is no different. Look, we it is no secret that we love kick-ass females, and... This lady is the definition of kick-ass female. We are so, so excited today to have Miss Cynthia Rockrock with us on Uncensored Radio. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We're great. And your puppy seems great in the background too. Well, she missed me. I've been away for the weekend, so now she doesn't want to leave my side. <laughs> She's co-starring in your interview. So, yeah, you, we're just talking before you came on. Super busy at the moment. You've been yeah. jet setting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been nonstop uh, ever since January, from the beginning of January. So, but that's okay because that's kind of how I roll. I just kind of go from one thing to another to another. This is a good way to channel my energy. Yeah. Booked and blessed. Say, isn't it? <laughs> like, even your downtime looks hectic, though, too. Because, you know, if you're, if you're not doing work, you're like diving, you're skiing, like, you're not just sitting around. Uh, so, I guess that's just how you roll. That's why you're an action star, right? So you were recently so, uh, in Australia. Yeah, I, ju I just came back and uh, I had a great time. Um, uh, Dan Delts uh, brought me over and uh, we did uh, two screenings of my film, Yes, Madam. Uh, then we did a Q&A. We had dinners with fans and friends. And then um, I did a bunch of seminars in Sydney and then Melbourne and then Brisbane. <laughs> It was, it was pretty busy. And I also visited a memorabilia store. So, <laughs> that's, yeah, of... that's you. Yeah, no downtime for you. Well, downtime, but you know, constructive downtime wow. for you. <laughs> yeah. did, you stay, did you stay away from koalas? No, no, no. That was my, my downtown. My downtime, I went and I was like, uh, you know, uh, Dan knows that I love animals. So, he's like, would you like to? hold a koala i was like absolutely and then we went to kangaroos and then we went to dolphins and uh, uh <laughs> I, there's some interesting things i wanted to do i wanted to walk the bridge in sydney like you know all the way up to the top but i just said okay i have to come back next time <laughs> awesome you know you know what you know the secret about the koalas though right did they tell you the eucalyptus make sure yeah, was... eucalyptus no though. they all have chlamydia what <laughs> <laughs> they all have chlamydia. They, do. they carry. They, they do. Carry chlamydia. They carry they chlamydia. <laughs> so <laughs> just be careful around those koalas. <laughs> I think the handler said that this one didn't. Well, that's yeah, good. No, they were in captivity. They should be fine. Koala. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> you had a you had a yep. responsible koala. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> now, Cynthia, you and I do have one thing in common. We both started martial arts at age 13. 
Now, I know I sort of got just into it because my brothers were doing it. What was your motivation to start that that journey uh, or that lifelong yeah. journey? Well, you know, I've always been like an out-of-the-box kind of kid, and anything that was different or unusual, that's what I wanted to do. And my girlfriend's parents were studying Tung Sudo, and they owned a health club. And on Sunday, it was closed, and uh, they would come in on Sunday and clean the equipment and vacuum. And my friend and I would just go into the big, large room and do cartwheels and aerials and just, you know, kind of have a fun time in that room. And then they would put their karate uniforms on, and they would come out, and then they would start doing their their uh, forms. And I was like, wow, what, it, what is that? What's that uniform? What's that belt? I was so excited about it. And they said, yeah, it's um, Tung Sido. And I'm like, mm, what is that? And they're like, well, you learn how to lo- defend yourself with your hands and your feet. And to me, I was like, wow, never heard anything like that. I So I went home and I told my mom and I said, I want to study karate. You know, and she's like, what? what? What is that? Same thing. And, um, you know, when I told her, yeah, learn how to defend myself, she was all for it. So the next day we went down uh, to the Scranton Karate School and my mom signed me up. That's amazing. And the rest is history. When did you know that you were good at it? Um, not in the beginning, that's for sure. <laughs> I had a, I I had some hard times with it right in the beginning, but I think um, you know, I really was going to quit because I thought, oh, I don't I don't think I like this because it was all men. I was the only girl in the class. Uh, my second class, uh, they threw me in sparring and I got hit in the head with a roundhouse kick. You know, my instructor just said, don't use your head to block. And I was like, I don't even know how to block. And then, um, you know, someone told me to try to break a half a board that was already broken with a front kick. And uh, I broke my toe and I I didn't like push ups and I couldn't shout. We were learning uh, form one and I couldn't get that turn. And I was like, oh, I don't think I want to do this. And then it was about two months into it. But I still went, you know, I was going twice a week and uh, my instructor gave a speech on uh, quitters, how quitters are losers. And if you have a bad attitude, you're never going to be good. And I thought he was specifically talking to me. And I started thinking about it and I was all embarrassed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do have a bad attitude. So, you know, I just started practicing more. And my mom said, you know, I signed you up for four months. You're going for four months. So I was like, all right, I'll just make the best of it. And then I started practicing and. I started to get better. It started getting easier. And I was like, okay. And then I was, um, I was my first belt orange. And at that time they put us into a competition to do forms and fighting. And when I was in the form competition, it was all women, all ranks. So there were white belt to black belt because at that time there weren't a lot of women taking it. So they just threw mm-hmm. everybody in and a black belt took first black belt took third. I took second and I was wow. only five and a half months and I beat all these other black belts and other everybody else in the competition with my basic form. And at that point I said, you know what, I am going to train really hard because I am going to be the best in this sport. And, and I just kept that, you know, uh, in my head that that's what my goal is. And then from that point on, I started competing a lot. I, I was winning and I just, it just uh, was like a fire, to, you know, to fuel my uh, desire to, you know, excel in this sport. Wow. I love that story that because, off. yeah, I love that story because I'm a dance teacher. So I get, I see a lot of, a lot of these people that come in like the first couple of weeks or even a couple of months, couple of years, and they're not great. And they their parents will let them quit and go, oh, well, that's okay. You're not good at it straight away. You can stop. You don't, don't feel bad about yourself. Like, I think that your 
your mother did yourself uh, and did you such a service by going, no, you're going to stick with it. And then you eventually went, right, I'm going to work harder. As soon as you start to see that kind of achievement or you, you see improvement, that's when people latch in and go, okay, I'm going to try really hard. There's like a little spark of something. Do you remember what it was? Was it the win that did it for you that we like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it? Or was it just something mundane that you're like, oh, I'm getting better? Uh, you know, it was seeing the, it was basically a change of mindset, you know, taking the negative and putting it into a positive. And then the more I practiced, the better I got. And I realized mm -hmm. that, you know, very quickly. And, you know, it's something that I like, I, I did uh, hip hop with my daughter, you know, and I was terrible. <laughs> I couldn't get those combinations. You know, you're thrown in the class and you're trying to do it. But, mm -hmm. you know, I've learned that, it. you know, everything is hard. Nothing's easy and you have to work for it. But if you just keep working at it, you will achieve the goal. You'll get better. Like I tell people like with stretching, you know, they're like, I want to do a split. Well, I don't know. Maybe your body isn't, you know, developed to do a full split. But the more you practice, the further down you'll get. You'll always make progress if you just keep trying. And um I learned that in an early age, you know, and it has just stuck with me my whole life. But anyway, with the hip hop, it was like, yeah, I look silly. I don't care. I'll get it. One, I'll get it soon. You know? And then eventually you do. Look, you managed to become the world champion of forms and weapons, like because there's no gender assigned to those classes. And I think that's amazing that you've gone from feeling seen by the instructor and be like told, don't be a quitter to being, and you were you were determined to be the best, and you were. You are five the best. Times. Five times over. Actually, more than five times. Uh, usually, when I say five times world champion, it's really one hundred and fifty times. But that's kind of weird to say. It's like five years in a row, right? But I've competed over one hundred and fifty times in those five years and was undefeated. So it's really weird. It's kind of funny to say, "Yeah, I'm one hundred and fifty times undefeated." <laughs> It was 150 times. And then uh, I set a goal. You know, I said at the end of my five years in competition, I want to retire. Uh, and I just trained fanatically because I was like, I can't, I can't lose. I can't lose. This is my goal to be undefeated. And I went to China to study. I was in studying in Taiwan. I was studying in Hong Kong, you know, and I, I just trained, trained, trained. I had martial arts schools. I would train every day uh, my, myself. Then I would train with my students, you know, and if you want to be the best at something, you really got to put the time in. You got to put the work into it. That's incredible. Did you speak the language when you were training there? Not at all. Did no. you speak any, no Chinese? <laughs> Nothing. Wow. Even when That's I went to Hong Kong to shoot movies, I didn't speak it, you know, and there was a big language barrier there. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you have sign language and, and, and especially with martial arts, you know, you look and you copy and then they correct, you know, so you really don't, you really don't need the dialogue. You just need to like have a good perception and watch what they're doing, you know. That's so, amazing. It was definitely an interesting road because that was in 1982. I was a young kid. I went to China. My mother was petrified saying, <laughs> oh, you're going to get kidnapped over there. I thought that, but that's what she kept telling me. And she said, like, how am I going to find you in China? And um, this was when China wasn't open to foreigners. And my wow. my wushu instructor, Roger Tung, got a special permits to go there. And I remember training and people would just 
like I felt like I was a monkey in a zoo. They would just come and stare at me because I was training in the mountains of Chengdu and they never saw someone with blue eyes. So to them, this was like, oh, my God, it was like it was insane for them to see someone with blue eyes back at that time because foreigners weren't allowed in. It was still, you know, pretty strict to get in there. That's incredible. So you were living like a real life Cobra Kai Karate Kid moment before it happened. You were like, you see that show, you're like, you got no idea, kids. You just don't know what's happening. Yeah, you're the original. You need, you need your own TV series. You're like, what's going on? That would be amazing. Well, guys, that would be I'm amazing. Not sure if, I'm not sure if Kat and Steve are aware. Like, Cynthia is the original inspiration for Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. Like, when they created that character, it was based entirely <laughs> off Cynthia. Like, that's pretty cool legacy, Cynthia. Do you bring that up at dinners? Kind of cool, but the reason they didn't put me in is because they didn't want to pay me, so that wasn't cool. So <laughs> we're going to support her likeness, and uh, this way we create, you know, a character that looks like her. We take the move that she's created. <laughs> yeah. Shiesty Hollywood, shiesty, mm-hmm. shiesty. Oh yeah. <laughs> behind every behind every success story, there's about nine hundred ninety six thousand stories of them stealing stuff. That's like. right. Now I have a question: Devil. When you were in Hong Kong for those years, how many films did you make? I did uh, seven Hong Kong films. Uh, I was there from 1985 to 1988 uh, consistently. And then I went back in 92 and did, uh, so I think I did uh, another two. <clears throat> and uh, two of those, so two of those actually were with Golden Harvest, but we shot, the, they were the China O'Brien movies. We shot those in Utah. So yeah. uh, that was after. What was that like Cynthia, though, to sort of realize though, like, oh, like I'm, a huge celebrity now because you would have been massive over there. Mm-hmm. Like you were this Caucasian woman from America that was legit fighting and was well respected in that scene. Uh, like, you know, was I- it all overwhelming or was it just sort of like you're just on the ride, like you just keep going? You know what? I've never, even today, I don't think of myself as a huge celebrity. Never have. Uh, you know, I I just think of myself as, you know, that's my job. I, I'm world uh, world champion of martial arts i do martial art films you know and uh, i'm just happy that people like them and i was able to have a, a pretty long sustainability from 1985 till now you know so um yeah i just yeah that's that <laughs> i never thought that i mean i like it you know I, it's like you know i get all these like uh, uh legends of the lifetime achievement awards and stuff like that and i get and i'm like oh i still have so much yet i like you know i'm actually just beginning to get into this next level so yeah i've never had that mindset you know like oh yeah big star or anything like that (laughs) i was gonna say you've achieved more by like 1990 than everybody else ever does in their whole life so i could see the awards coming in yeah so was it always was it always easy going into a male-dominated area especially you obviously came in very well prepared and ready to go but was it always easy on set as a female especially back then you know uh back then it wasn't easy competing 
as a female, put it that way. Uh, I felt like I had to always try harder because I'm competing against the men. And I always had to be so outstanding that I would have the audience behind me and the audience would start clapping and cheering. And then they couldn't really give me a bad score because it, it was it was hard for a woman to dominate a men's division back then. Um, when I was on the film, I did not have that. Uh, I think, um, you know, when I started, it was mostly men. I grew up in that world and I never really, you know, I felt like I've always had to prove myself or be a little bit better or like that. But when I went to Hong Kong, I think our first day we were shooting Yes, Madam, and it was my fight scene in the airport. That was my very first day. And uh, I think when they saw my skills and how hard I worked and that they could hit me hard without me crying or walking off the set, right, that they respected me and uh, they didn't treat me any different. You know, they treat me like just like I would have been like, like, you know, one of the males like doing movies. So I never felt in, in Hong Kong, I you know, I dealt with anything like that. But movies, yes. Competition, yes. I was going to say, we want to talk about a, a certain movie that you are creating right now. So I know you retired for a while from movies, didn't you, to focus on your school? I never retired. I actually stopped uh, in 99 because that's when I had my daughter. So I stopped pretty much for 10 years. I might have done two films in 10 years, but it was more because a lot of the movies I do, I have to travel out of the country and I did not mm -hmm. want to take my little daughter out of the country and I didn't want to leave her. So I stopped. I've never retired. I've always been doing films. It was just kind of taking a little, little break there. Um, I remember I did Outside the Law. That was the first one I did. And that was in Puerto Rico. So my mom came, my daughter came and I was like, can I be the lead of a movie and still do a movie and still be mom and still trust my mother, you know, watching my baby. <laughs> like day? Um, and then I said, I was oh yeah, I could do that. And then my daughter got older. And then when she was about like, you know, 12 or 13, you know, she started changing like, oh, yeah, I want to hang out with my friend's mom. I don't want you to be with me. Or, oh, no, you can't come on Halloween with us. And I'm like, what? I can't. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I got to focus back on working again. <laughs> so so then I, I I picked it up again. And um, action movies kind of, they have their, their ups and downs. You know, they're really popular. They're not. They're really popular, you know. And uh, I've done about 70 movies. And you know, everybody says, why don't you do your own movie? And I'd be like, oh, you know, this is a lot of work. That's really mm -hmm. hard. And then one day, you know, um, I was talking, you know, with my partner and they said, you should do your own movie. And I was like, yeah. And then they were like, you know, well, what kind of movie would you want to do? I want to do a Western. Okay. What's the plot? And then, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I'm a very uh, spiritual person and I, I thought I heard my mom, my mom passed away a couple of years ago. And I thought I heard her say to me, you know, you need to do this now. And I just said, this is it. This is time to go for it. And then, you know, it, it all started with that one idea, I'll, you know, been working so hard on the film. And, uh, you know, we have a Kickstarter going on right now. And it's it's the third most successful action movie in the history of Kickstarter of over wow. 8,000 movies, you know, and I, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so happy because. I've always wanted to do my own movie because in other movies, like, you know, people would say to me, oh, the ending action scene is going to be so great. And we'll get to the ending action scene. And they'll go, oh, 
we got to be out of this location. We have 20 minutes to shoot it. Let's hurry up and get it. You know, or I'd go, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I don't like my clothes, you know? And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. You got to wear it. You know, so um, I don't like this person I'm fighting with. We can't, you know, they're not, they're not reacting as well. <laughs> so I was like, you know, yes, finally I get to do my own film where I know the cast. I know the cast could fight. And I have like the most phenomenal cast the most phenomenal cast i think this is historical to have so many uh martial art action stars in this film like people are saying like oh it's an expendables and it isn't i mean it isn't a fact that we have a lot of people in it but it's mm -hmm. a dark gritty western and i think it's something different and that's what i like to do different unusual remember when i was saying i was out of the box kind of kid um so i'm so excited about this and everything has just been falling in place so smoothly. So I know that uh, we are on the path to create something great. I was going to say, like you've managed to get all these big names back that you've worked with over the years. And like, you've got Kevin Sorbo, you've got Richard Norton, like all of these people that are really well known in the martial arts world are all coming together. And it's kind of like, for somebody who grew up on martial art films, my older brothers love them. And so I got into them and then I got into martial arts and you were always my favorite, Cynthia. <laughs> like you made my little gay heart scream when I was a kid. Like, oh, there's a girl that can fight. It was just amazing. Like, and now to have everyone come back, it, it really is a nostalgia trip though. I get where they're saying like, it's like Expendables, but I, I get the feeling this is going to be something a little bit more amazing just because there's a lot of heart going into this. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, I'm so glad for the support. All my friends are coming and helping me out with this, you know, and we have like Billy Blanks as well. We have Benny or right. Keith, Keith Vitale, you know, I'm, people are calling me and saying, I, I just want to do a cameo in it. You don't have to pay me. I'll come there myself. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, <laughs> it's truly a project made of love. And these characters in it are so good. Everybody's character is so good. I'm so proud. I can't wait until we finish this and everybody gets to see it. It's going to be shocking because this is is coming from, you know, the mind of Cynthia Rothrock was, was sometimes a little twisted, a little crazy. <laughs> I was no, going to ask you, Cynthia, this is, this is my most important question. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> now, is is there a is there a saloon whore or, or saloon girls featured in this film? Well, come on, you know, nineteen hundred westerns. What did they have? They have it. Yes. So yes. I was going to say your your girls right there. <laughs> Nickelodeon, yeah. <laughs> we we know a busty for... we know a busty lady who is um quite familiar with selling <laughs> drinks to people. Come get your lemonade. Come get your lemonade. Yes, very <laughs> she, she could she could, it could I can imagine it now. She's like, can I get some lemonade? Hell no, we don't got no lemonade. And so yes, gets there, there is there in the is. Face. A scene, you know, uh, that's pretty gruesome, but it does start off in a, uh, you know, the old Western uh, saloon, you know, not that the movie starts off in that, but there is a scene that, you know, is, is going to be a big brawl, like inside. Well, there you go. Give, give Kat a call. She'll, she'll, yeah. she'll pop and on a beastie, be eh? Everyone here's dream to get to be on screen <laughs> with you. Kat <laughs> <laughs> would be great. <laughs> so I have to go backwards a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit more about the movie. There are a couple of there are a couple of roles that I want to talk to you about that I kind of went like this. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Let's go back in the way back machine. Nineteen ninety seven. 
The Dukes of Hazard reunion? Yes. Yeah, right? What's that all? Talk to me about the Dukes of Hazard. Well, you know, I I didn't remember the movie so well, but I did remember Daisy Dukes because of course everybody knew Daisy mm-hmm. Dukes, right? The shorts and and uh, I remember the car and I remember John Schneider. So I wasn't too familiar with with uh that, but my agent said, Hey, I want you to go on an audition for the reunion of the Dukes of Hazard. So I I did, and I actually worked with Catherine Bach a little bit uh, on martial law. She came in just for a quick scene in the beginning, and um, so I so I didn't see her on the audition. But then they said, "Yeah, you got the part." And when I got there, it was like. It, and then I, I started watching a lot of the episodes, so I, I knew what was going on. But it was really cool because they were all. Uh, I guess one of the characters uh, died. And uh, they were at the funeral and they all said, let's do a reunion movie. And uh, that's how that got about like that. And I was so glad to be part of it because it was so much fun, like listening to the stories, you know, that they were talking about filming, you know, and it was so nice to see them, uh, you know, having this great reunion and to be part of it. Yeah. The other thing I have to ask about, because I I had heard the title of this show in a hot minute and then I had a flashback of like, childhood memories you were a voice on ink the cat wrong sarong in hong kong yes oh my god I <laughs> what i love that what happened is i got a call uh from i think his name what was it uh savage right that was his last name and he said i'm a big fan of yours and i'm doing this cartoon ink the cat and i want you to be a voiceover for your own character you'll be cynthia rothrock and he sent me the script and i swear to god i laughed through the whole script i thought it was the funniest thing you know uh i was like oh this is going to be awesome and i remember when i went to do it they had like about like eight characters you know like just at the microphone and you had to speak so fast because he's like yes our audience is two and three year olds <laughs> so and, <laughs> Like he was a voice, and then someone next to me would be like, I remember they would be going, oh, Piggy, what are you doing? And then they'd go, what are you doing now? I mean, it was the same person doing different voices. And I thought, <laughs> how fun was that, you know, to 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 do that? But, uh, of course, you, you know, you had a, had a lip sync to it. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. That was, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. The end where Fabio carries me away, you know? Or I carry him away. That was hysterical. Uh, it's one of the most favorite things I've done in all my career is doing that. It was so and, and you it. didn't even you didn't even fight. That's the funniest thing. Like it's one of your favorite things, and you're not even doing what you're famous for doing in it. You're like, this is amazing. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> How cool is that? And I remember he sent me the cell of me and eat the cat and Sharky, Shark Dog. <laughs> do you still have the cell? Do you have a cell or, or not? I, I do have it. Oh, that's awesome. That's That'd cool. be amazing to have on your wall. But yes, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Bye. Thanks for the adventure. 2014, you work with Vivica A. Fox. Now, Vivica is an actress's actress, but she's also not afraid to get down and dirty, as we've seen. What, how do you feel about, um, you know, the use of stunt doubles and actors doing their own stunts, vice versa? How do you feel about that? 
Well, I think if you could do your own stunt, that's better, especially, you know, for an action film, because I could tell, you know, when I'm looking at movies, who's doubled and who isn't. And nowadays, it's so incredible that they could put a mask on and look like the same person, you know. So it's not like back when we were doing movies like in the 90s and, you know, the late 80s that, yeah. you know was you doing all that action but to me uh it, if i know that the person is doing their own action i'm a lot more uh apt to watch it uh mm -hmm. so always doing the doubles i don't know that you know. well you kind of feel a little bit more invested because you know like the actors doing it all i guess like even us as kids like growing up with like power rangers like knowing the original cast were doing their own stunt work out of the suits. So you, you kind of invested more because you wanted to be like them and you looked up to the actors and, and well, do all that cool stuff. When I'm watching action pictures, like a lot of them, I, I don't, it's like probably not my favorite film to watch because I'm too critical. I'm looking going, Oh, that was a horrible. Mm -hmm. She would have broke her foot there. Oh, that was a miss. Oh, this is that. Oh, that's not good, you know? And and then when I do see it with really great action, then I'm like, yay, okay, I, I, I'm happy, and, and I watch it. But uh, I think that comes from being a uh, martial art, you know, teacher for so long that I'm such a stickler with my students on technique that when I see bad technique on the screen, you know, it's like, oh, that foot was in the wrong position or their heel was off or, you know, they would have broke their fist because they're punching wrong. You know, I see all those things and, and it kind of ruins it a bit for me because <laughs> Gonna okay. say you weren't you weren't too immersed in Charlie's Angels when when Cameron Diaz was kicking butt. <laughs> You're like, nah, don't believe it, Cameron. When they did the TV series, not that was the Charlie's Angels after that one, not with Cameron Diaz. When they had Minka Kelly and those girls, uh, they actually called me to work with them. You know, with the girls on uh -huh. a bit of uh, training, and I did. And you know. Um, I did it for a little bit and then uh, they went to Florida and then I had to do some other jobs. So my friend took it over in Florida, but they called me in, you know, to do the poster and they had these heels on like this. And I said, you know, you, I wanted you to do a jumping sidekick and break <laughs> through the poster and have it like break out. And then the other girls are there. And I'm like, you can't do that. And these heels, you're going to break your ankle. And I told them, I said, let's listen, when you do this uh, TV series, there's a time to look great. And there's a time to look badass and you're not going to look badass with those high heels on fighting because you're not really a fighter. And it's remember, I don't like stuff that doesn't look good. And I watched the first episode and I was like, Oh my God, why are they having them walking, climbing up a wall in these high heels? You know, <laughs> they were more concerned that they look sexy and mm -hmm. instead of realistic. And to me, you know, it's sexy seeing a woman fight good. That to me is is sexy. And you don't have to overdo like, oh, yeah, everything's got to be perfect hair, everything, you know, I, you know, and, and it didn't work. You know, they they shot like six episodes. I think they only aired two. And then it, it, it kind of bombed, you know, is because you well, can't. Yeah, you can't do that. You know, if you're, you, you know, going to be badass, you need to be badass, you know, and mm -hmm. not. Now I did do I did do one of the Hong Kong movies in heels and it's like the most brilliant scene, but gosh, I could have killed myself doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Your so has there ever, with you. <laughs> has there ever been an actor or an actress that surprised you with their with their fighting? Like they're like, oh I, you can do this. You're you're actually quite good. Is there ever been a is there a standout person that you're like, oh damn? Um, you know what? There has been, but not that I've worked with. 
I mean, I, <laughs> I usually um, want to work with people that can fight, you know, like right. sometimes, like I had to fight like in Fast Getaway, Leo Rossi. He is not like a martial artist. So, you know, that's a whole different, different kind of fight scene. But I do remember watching Sherlock Holmes and watching Robert Downey Jr. doing the Wing Chun and <laughs> I'm going, oh, my God, that's an awesome scene. He's doing that so good. And then he's doing it slow. And then he's doing it fast. And I'm so impressed. I said, I've never seen an actor do martial arts so good that wasn't a martial artist. And then later on, I found out he really is a Wing Chun student. And I go, oh, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) He committed. He committed Mm -hmm. to that role. (laughs) I have a question. How, through all of these films, did did you manage to stay healthy? And did you stay away from injuries? Um. Yeah, most of the time, I don't think I, I, I got sick once when I was shooting No Retreat, No Surrender. We all did. We were shooting in Thailand and we we're up in the mountains of Thailand. And oh, I was it like food poisoning? Yes, everybody got food yeah. poisoning. For- uh. So I, that was the only time I think I, I was sick. Um, so, yeah, I've been lucky. And uh, what was the other question? What was the second part? How did you avoid injuries? Oh, I didn't. I got injured a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard. I don't. I think if you're a, a martial art action star, you know, and you're fighting really tough fights, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna get hurt. Like I got hurt so many times in Hong Kong. Like you see Jackie Chan, he always gets hurt. Yeah, same thing. That's just how filming is there, you know. And uh, like Richard Norton and I, you know, we've get giving each other a lot of bruises. He has a scar on his eyebrow from me because I hit him with the sword and he got, we were shooting for like 22 hours straight in Hong Kong and we were both so tired and he was supposed to duck and he didn't and I came across with the sword and got him like here. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just part of the territory, you know, that, you know, if you want to be an action star, you got to be tough men, you know, and I guess it comes from fighting, you know, it's like when you're, you're, if you're a fighter in the ring and you get hit, you can't stop, you have to keep on going, you know, so it's just that, I think it's that, that tough spirit that martial artists have. So you can sympathize with Tom Cruise and that ankle footage when he did that building jump. Did you ever see that? I think it's the latest mission in the latest mission impossible. He run, ran to do a jump and didn't make the end of the building and his ankle folded in half the wrong way. I was like, oh But he not finished okay. the take. Yeah, he finished the take. Did he break it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I mean I mean that happens. Like I yeah, I was doing a movie, uh what was it? I think it was called um Ma- it was Magic Crystal. And uh, we were shooting long hours and uh, we were outside on cement and I was doing this, this jumping stunt and I came down and blew out my interior crucial ligament and I had to finish the film. Oh. oh. Yeah, that was pretty tough. So I had to reverse all my kicking to one side, but uh. yeah, you know, the show must go on. You can't, you can't stop, you know, and I've heard like Stallone did the same thing. He got hurt pretty bad on one, one of his films and mm. you, you, know, you just, you know, gotta you gotta continue doing it. But the idea is try not to get hurt. So. <laughs> right. Now, speaking of the show going on, so your Black Creek movie Kickstarter will close within the week. Will there be other opportunities for people to become involved in the project as it progresses, or is this it? Like, this is their one opportunity to get in. Yeah, this is it. Uh, for we, it, it 
seven days from today on March 13th, I think at 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, it will close. And this will be the only opportunity for people to come in. And we still have uh, we have uh, some great incentives. You know, we have um, we have 11 people fighting uh, that's going to fight with me or one of the other action stars. And there's two more spots available. Uh, once that closes, the, we, we won't have that scene. You know, it'll it'll be done. And um, it's basically for backers that we're doing this. We have uh, we we closed out all the people that are going to do a one line on it uh, today. We have an incredible incentive. We just got someone going that if you're interested in doing movies, uh, this one guy, I think he's coming from out of the country and he is going to follow the director for the whole shoot and he's going to learn about filmmaking and you know like an an intern but like how awesome is that and I said that that he gets to work with all these stars you know and I just put up uh I'm you know I'm so blessed that you know my friends are supporting me on this they're all doing a seminar so we're going to have a a zoom seminar um with uh, Billy Blanks, uh, Benny Arquitas, Keith Vitale, Don Wilson, uh, and me, and who, who am I missing? Uh, I'm missing someone. Um, I don't know. Six of us are going to do <laughs> for 30, Benny the Jet, did I say Benny? Uh, 30 minutes. And these people don't, you you don't get a chance to train with them. And it's, ep- it's going to be epic. And so far, we just put it up. We don't have anybody. So I'm thinking if one person does it, they're going to have a private class with oh, all wow. All these people, you know, it's going to be so, so epic. So I have that going on. And then we have things, you know, from just $25, they get a copy, uh, a digital copy of the film. And then it keeps going up and up and up. And uh, the more we reach our stretch goal, like if we reach our next stretch goal, we're going to shoot a commentary of behind the scenes of what goes on. And we're going to include that in all the DVDs. So uh, the more we reach our goal, the more, you know, things will add like to the people. But uh yeah, we have uh, so far Black Belt uh, Magazine and Black Belt App are sponsoring a premiere party in Las Vegas in one of the big uh, hotels uh, for the premiere of the movie and one in uh, Los Angeles. So that'll be awesome. So we have tickets for that. I mean, it's really cool. So you guys should go check it out. It's uh, blackcreekmovie.com. It'll take you to the Kickstarter. And if you hit like uh, um, donate to this project, uh, or back this project, you'll go and you'll see all the different incentives that people could people have. But then once I know what's going to happen, once it's over, everybody's going to be saying, I want this, I want this. But no, this is the chance. Once once this Kickstarter finishes, we're going to get everything together and uh, start going into uh, pre-production. So we won't have time to, for all that. And pretty much all the, you know, the, the leads and uh, main cast is already cast. So you're filming in yeah, LA, before- aren't you? In- no. In Cali. Uh, no. no. We are, we are, we are uh, going to film, we want to film in uh, old Tucson in Arizona. Watch out, Tucson, here we go! It's in an old western town that has everything. It has, it's a whole town, has interiors, exteriors, a corral, so we won't even have to change locations. It'll all all be done uh, in there. So that's that's what we want to do. So once our campaign ends, then we'll put everything together. And then uh, what our first thing is, is, is set the date, you know, for the shoot. So we could, you know, secure the location there because there was a lot of Westerns that were shot there. And this is like, it takes place in the 1900s. So it's going to be so different from anything, any 
everybody saw, but it's going to be like that old westerny kind of feel, really tough, uh, really dark, really gritty, but not so much gunplay. It's going to be more incredible, like martial art action. Before before this, before they run out of time, can you give them a very just quick uh, like rundown of what the movie is? Like just so just a little storyline, just whatever you can tell us. Okay, um, I could say it's uh, it's very dark. When you see the opening, it's going to be very shocking for everybody. Uh, Kevin Sorbo read the script and he wrote back and he said that opening, sheesh, goes like that. It's going uh, to be different than any film you ever saw. Uh, it does go on revenge and uh, kind of all the characters pretty much are are really tough and uh, and and uh serious action and uh it's you know we have some scenes in there like that's pretty brutal and um creative and like sometimes some people die like ways you've never even imagined and uh there's a very special uh special i can't say what it is but if you look at the (laughs) poster there's a little clue on there of something that you've never seen uh, me do before that's going to be uh, people are going to go, oh, my God, wow. So it's a little clue on there. Nobody has figured it out yet. So Excellent. Enough to tease them anyway. Enough to tease them. So jump on and back the film and you'll see what it is, right? Well, we, we just snuck it on there and uh, just because we know, but uh, <laughs> nobody's picked it out yet. So uh, it's, 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 it's going to be fun. I think uh, definitely this is going to be the best movie I've ever done. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited for everybody else. that's going to be part of it because I think it's going to be really, really a, 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 a different kind of martial art film that everybody is going to be proud that they were in it. And especially if you were a backer in the film, you're a part of it. Uh, I am keeping everybody uh, that's donated uh, 250 on up. They will be involved in all the zoom calls and all the, the readings and the talk of uh, anything, you know, that they want. I am going to really, uh, you know, because I, I am so thankful for the backers. I am so thankful that uh, they are supporting and backing my film that I will keep them uh, in tune uh, on a special. We'll have a special, uh, like a web, not a website, but link where all the people, our backers are, and they are going to always know every little thing that's going on and happening. So they really feel part of the film, not just, oh, I gave money to it, that they're really going to feel that they contributed something to it. And I think people are excited to see like a, a genuine martial arts film again. We don't get a lot of them. And this is and turning it on its head, like it's going to be like a Western. It almost sounds a little bit Kill Billy as well. Like it sounds like there's lots of cool stuff happening. And I'm, I'm a bit excited for it. That's why I'm yeah. so happy that you were able to chat with us because it's just. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Very excited. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. And I mean, when everything just smoothly falls in place, you know that, you know, it's like, 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 like I said, you know, right away uh, we became uh, a film that Kickstarter loves. They said we love this project. So that in itself was something we thought, wow, what if Kickstarter says they love this project, you know, but now to be the number three of all time. And I think if we reach our last stretch goal, we'll probably be the number two film of all time uh, wow. action films on there. So that's pretty good. <laughs> Very nice. And congratulations. Like, you know everyone's excited to see it but it's so great to see like 
you're so passionate about this project and you're giving it your all and giving back to all of the people that are supporting. So thanks for that. It's, it's, it's cool to see it. It's cool to be even a part of in any aspect. So thank you so much for your time today. We will make sure that people, you know, know exactly where the Kickstarter is uh, yep. and hopefully hopefully you get a couple more dollars from, from the show and, and we get to find out what the secret poster image is. I'm very... You've piqued my interest now. I have to know what this secret is. I'm very... And you'll have to email me and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll and, we'll, and we will keep people posted along the way as well. So thank you so much for your time today, Cynthia. Yep, thank you. We'll see everyone soon again on Uncensored Radio. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.